Dr. Amy Harwick. Hello. Could call me a sex therapist. You could say a marriage and family therapist. You could say psychotherapist. All of the above. No, I don't touch people. I, you touch their soul. Yeah. Are there people that can have two penises in there their people butthole? that can have four penises? If it, you but- can do it, actually. Hey, everybody. Hello. I'm Ariel Kevel. I'm Sterling Jones. And this is Spiritualgasm. <laughs> Why do we love that so much? I don't know. We like it. It's we, what do. we do. You know what else we like? Uh, our guest today, Dr. Amy Harwick. She is a sex therapist, psychotherapist, whatever you want to call her. We're excited to talk about sex here today on the show. Yeah. Because you and I talk about sex all the time. We do. But now we have a third party to engage in this conversation with us. And she probably has better advice than we give each other. I mean, how freely can I, can I'm like, I'm sure she's heard it all, right? Because you know what? Are you going to go like Howard Stern on her? I would like to, oh, but boy. we'll just see what she's like in the room. <laughs> but I know that she works with like, uh, how do you say it? Por- porn star? Well, she apparently she works adult with adult film actors. She works with adult film actors, but she runs the gamut. She also has like, she works with families. She works with, you know, couples. So we're going to get to talk to her about DP, Bukaki. Oh my God. Here we These go. These are all terms that Sterling <laughs> loves. And I am like mortified, but doing my best to learn. She uh, has a doctorate in human sexuality. She has her MFA from Pepperdine, uh, which MFA is marriage and family therapy. And she has really cool quotes and things like Men's Health Magazine. And she talks all about how you can achieve multiple orgasms. So I'm pretty excited about hearing more about that. men? I am pretty sure she means how men can give it to women. But I mean... Or women can give it to women? Yeah, but that's not... multiple orgasms for a man is is, is sometimes a challenge. No, but I don't think that's excluding orgasms for men. I think some men can. It's just a matter of staying hard and taking the pressure away. It's a little more complicated than that. (laughs) Oh, please. I've never had that problem. (laughs) I have. Are you going to talk to her about that? My dick is in control. Like, it's not my brain. Whoa, that is a quote. <clears throat> my dick will be like, nope, I'm not going to stand up for this. So it's really up to my dick. This entire conversation is amazing right now. I feel like this should be a cartoon. And there's there's you and then there's your dick. Yeah. You should hear the <laughs> arguments that I get into with my dick sometimes. Really? Yeah. I'm like, come on. He's hot. Like, Literally, let's... come on. <laughs> yeah. And my dick's like, nope, I don't want to. I'm not feeling it. I don't like it. But I'm with not going that, to. But okay. But let me ask you, if your dick's in that kind of mood. Yeah. Couldn't like stroking or being turned on change your dick's mood? Oh yeah, my dick always just wants to be stroked. Like it's so not into suddenly, hooking up as but, much as I'm into hooking up. But then would you suddenly find someone attractive that wasn't attractive before it was being stroked? No, like my dick only. Your dick is very confusing. So confusing. He's a dick. My <laughs> dick is a total dick. Yes, this is what I'm gathering. Like he's arrogant. He's controlling. He's and huge. He's, he's a big guy. <laughs> he's a big guy. He calls the shots. He's a big ball guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a big baller. And, big baller. But uh, he's in charge. Like, I get really frustrated with it sometimes. But here's the thing what my dick doesn't know is one day I can easily take a pill and now I'm in control. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Do you threaten him? So- I Does do he threaten- have a name? Is he Sterling Jones Jr.? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> is he Sterling Jones Sr.? He's just a dick. He doesn't deserve a name. Dick the dick. Dick the dick. So his name's Dick. He's a dick. Yeah. But he, uh, you know, like one day I, I threatened the pill quite a bit. I'd be like, if you're not. And by pill, you mean Viagra. Viagra, yeah. Oh my, you're only 
No, I know. I don't, I don't need it. But at the same time, like, there's have been times. Have you ever times... been with someone who yes. you know is taking the pill? Oh, that's not the question. I thought you were going to say, have I ever, ever been with someone who I want to truly hook up with and my Wait. dick stays soft? Yes. Really? Yes. A hundred percent. So like your heart, is it attracted yeah, to I'm him like, and your make, dick is like, not? Yeah. My dick's like, nope, we're not doing this. I'm tired. Or I Do know you that. you feel like that's maybe you're just like exhausted or something? No, it's my inner, inner self knowing that that person's not the person I'm going to spend my life with. So my dick's like, what's the point? What are we doing here? And I'm like, but it's fun to connect and be physical. And my dick's like, nope, you can be physical up there. Make out, do whatever you want. But I'm not trying no to perform way. down here. Yeah. Is it hard to have a penis? No, it's a blast. Really? Yeah. Because hmm. you like when you're watching TV, you just hold it. You just hold it like the remote control. Like, I don't know what it's in our DNA, but literally my You're left. Just always touching your penis. Not like moving it around. Yeah. Just my hand is it's in my pants. It's just like safety mechanism. Something. Like I'm, I'm just, there's some, maybe like a Like the heat. way that we hold our boobs. You hold your boobs? You do. You grab your boobs a lot. <laughs> Out of excitement, really. Yeah. I when notice often you're. When you're talking sometimes, you just like kind of touch your boobs and squeeze your boobs. That's really just to get a job. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Me too. Um, But I'm excited to talk to this expert. Should we bring Bring her her out? Yeah. I want to hear all of the questions you're going to ask her. I'm just going to like, I'm basically just going to be an audience member. I have a feeling in this conversation. Step up. Fuck you don't put it all on me don't tell me to step bring up. it <laughs> it's already been brought in look i've already been sexually satisfied today so what am i going to talk about interesting <laughs> let's bring her on everybody dr amy harwick hello all right so she's here we've been very excited to have doctor she's gorgeous she's in the studio with us she is gorgeous i we can we say that these days oh, can yeah. you compliment uh looks I think yes, so. I mean, you, you can definitely compliment. So I will take your compliment. I also thank you already for letting us all share breath spray. So okay, yeah. We've, we've gotten close. Yeah. Okay, friends. awesome. We yeah. shared It's almost hard to believe that, um, you know, that you're not. I would go for you for advice. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were going to add advice on the end of that sentence. I, just, I, I would go for you. Um, uh, but, but yes, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Now, tell us exactly uh, your your title, if you will. I'm like, a licensed marriage and family therapist, a psychotherapist, and I specialize in sexuality. So you could could call me a sex therapist. You could say a marriage and family therapist. You could say psychotherapist, all of the above. Wow. And what's a psychotherapist? Yeah. Um, a psychotherapist is typically somebody that's licensed on their master's, which is an MFT, marriage and family therapist, or MSW, which is a social work, master's in social work. So if you go to somebody that's a psychotherapist, typically they have that license. Got it. Uh, If you go to somebody that's a psychologist, they've gotten their license on their doctoral degree. Mm. Got it. The reason I asked is for people who don't maybe know the full on terminology. I feel like the word alone psychotherapist could scare people away. Yeah. Well, psycho. Yeah. Right. And if you space it out, it's psycho the rapist. Whoa. Whoa. That's true. Yeah. There's a lot of memes about it. So that's how (sighs) I found out memes. Yeah. So it's a little intense if you like look at the words that are in that word. But there's so many different terms for helping professionals. It can be really confusing and people sometimes don't know what they're going to. So a lot of times people will confuse psychiatrists, psychologists, psychotherapists, life coach, relationship coach. There's life coaches all over the place. Right. And there's not a licensing board for that. There's certifications, but there's no way to know that they're adhering to legal ethical guidelines. There are some good ones and there's some not so good ones, just like any 
profession, but my license prevents me from doing certain things. Like if I broke confidentiality with my clients, I would lose my license. So I have a very strict governing board and that prevents me from doing things. I can't touch clients. I can't be friends with them and hang out with them. Even if I'd want to, I can't. Can you prescribe medicine? I can't. That's a psychiatrist. So that's an MD, medical doctor. Got it. But I do work with psychiatrists. So I'll send a client to a psychiatrist where they see that person once a month for 20, 30 minutes. And then I see them weekly for talk therapy. Right. Okay. Can I ask a question? Go for it. Because, okay. So thank you for clarifying. (laughs) And for all those- Thank you for being here. Yeah. And for those who may be intimidated by the word psychotherapist, don't be. Don't be. She's not a a psychotherapist at all. Yeah. She's not not a psychotherapist. She's not scary. It's a totally normal thing. I feel like if I was a skateboarder, I would have that on my skateboard. Psychotherapist? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's different than- doing what she does. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I think that. it was also an episode of SNL with Sean Connery. Um, yes. Where the, the answer or something was therapist and he's like, I'll take the rapist. And he's like, I'll take uh, the rapist yeah. for 200. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a terrible, you wouldn't even know I'm an actress by that. I'm a terrible. <laughs> you do a great it. Sean Connery was, impersonation. I, I knew exactly what you were doing by that. Yeah. Just kidding. But yeah. Uh, but right, anyways, I think that's important go. because I think, you know, we need to stray away from labeling right. and the you know just bringing mental health into awareness and talking about it like it's no big deal like normalizing. Yeah, like people yeah. would say a therapist but they might not say psychotherapist. So I just wanted to encourage people to not be intimidated well, by this language. Sometimes when I say therapist, especially if I'm dressed up, like people think I'm a massage therapist. I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, you're That's a therapist." Kinky. Yeah. <laughs> but like even at Brooke Williams, I'll like go in for a massage and they're like I'm, I'll say I'm a therapist and they're like, "Oh, where do you do massage?" I'm like, "No, I don't touch people." Like yeah. So I think that you touch their soul. Yeah, though. No, that's Aww. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I usually say psychotherapist because I don't want people to think I'm a massage therapist right. or, you know, and get it right. mixed up. But psychotherapist right. sounds very, you know, strict right. and professional and serious. Yes. But, um, you know, and there are some therapists that are just finding somebody that fits well for you. So you recently were quoted in Men's Health magazine mm-hmm. um, in an article that was all about how to give women multiple orgasms, mm-hmm. which I am all about. <laughs> not me, giving me too. Not giving women. I'm all I'm about being on the receiving end of that article. Right. It says here you were quoted saying you want her to retain her feelings of overall arousal when her body starts to relax after having the first orgasm. Oh my god, I almost said organism. Can you have an <laughs> organism too? Weird. Um, so it says, so take a few minutes break in between, give her a massage or just cuddle. So talk to us about that. Cause I know I feel like both ladies and gentlemen will be interested in this. Right. So with women, you want to keep the arousal level high. You don't want to stop all interaction after an orgasm's had. Sometimes I hear from women and from men when they talk about their sexual interactions that, after somebody orgasms, that's it. Game over. We're done. Well, that was Sterling's reaction. I read the, <laughs> I read the quote to him and he was like, oh my God, no. After that, my hands that's, are above my head and I'm just chilling, thinking about what I'm doing this week. My hands right, are behind my head, not like... Again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not right. doing like that's calisthenic a- <laughs> afterwards. I'm, well... I'm, uh, Right. I'm like, dude, crossing my. Well, you're you're done. You're like, okay, I'm done. And I I'm just want to know, like, so what's what's your work week like? Right. So that's the mentality that you get in after you have an orgasm. Women aren't necessarily exactly biologically like men after orgasms, and that's why women, 
they don't have a refractory period. So for you, you cannot have an orgasm right after you have an orgasm. There's going to be some period of time. Whether Do you know the average time? Sorry to interrupt. It changes. Every guy's different. It changes with age and lifestyle. So right. like a much older guy might be hours, if not days. Uh-huh. Younger guys, maybe depending on the guy, it could be minutes 20 minutes, 30 minutes. So it's, everybody's different. Yes. Um, you know, so you probably have in your mind what your refractory period is. Refractory, it's the technical term for it's like the period of time. Shit, right. I cannot get this up right now, babe. Right, you biologically <laughs> and physically term. cannot, but women yeah. do not have that. So that's the difference between men and women. We, We're just ready to go. Right, we could like just keep going. <laughs> and, and it's really if we want to or not, but our bodies right. aren't making us stop. Wow. So for a woman to have multiple orgasms or orgasms in succession, you want just remain aroused so whether that means closeness like intimacy or more you know people call it foreplay but i don't really care for that word that much so why don't you like the word because it's indicating that it has to be before penetrative intercourse and it's Uh, all sex it's all sexual interaction so maybe you get away from the penetration and you do other things whether it's genital play or touch related or i'm getting so turned on psychological (laughs) play We need to get a oh towel God. in here for you to sit on. Oh my God. Okay, or maybe you going. talk about sexy things. But for women, like we're really lucky we don't have to deal with that. We can just do as much as we want until we're tired. Right. So wait, okay. Got that. Understood it. I have a few silly questions. So whenever you guys are coming or whenever you orgasm, mm-hmm. you come, correct? Well, it depends how you define the word come. So from a male bias perspective, coming is like ejaculating, or, uh-huh. but it's, could be defined in lots of different ways. So are we talking about orgasms the with muscle contractions? Okay. Fluid so release doesn't always mean, mean orgasm. Right. And you could have fluid release without having an orgasm because women self-lubricate. So if there's more fluid going on down there, then that might mean you're aroused, but it might not mean that you've orgasmed. Most women do not exert fluid when they orgasm. Female ejaculation doesn't necessarily mean it's a better experience than a lot of women. Their bodies don't do that. Well, Okay. Well, talk to me about squirters then, because I've seen that ability. Is that- In person or in a video? In a video. Okay. So when you're looking at a video that's directed by a man, Uh oftentimes that's actually not ejaculation. That's that's a girl getting hired for a video. Then she has to do it on demand. Even when women do it, they're typically not doing it on demand. Wow. Wait, this is yeah. Fascin- so what you're the what thing you're that was the most fascinating real. about the whole, the whole last sentence was if it was directed by a man. Right, we're looking That's at something through a male gaze because we're men often are very visual. Yes, and you want to see what's happening so you know it's happened. But in reality, when a woman orgasms, you're just kind of trusting she's telling you the truth. Yeah, um, which right. sometimes we don't. You know, sometimes we, we just want to get it over with. Right. Wow. So, and there's a function in that. There's a reason yeah. people do that. Why is it that guys find it so fascinating that we would fake it, like to get, like to get it over with? Why, what do you mean? Why we would find it fascinating? Well, no, I find it fascinating that guys are surprised to find out that sometimes we fake it to get it over with. I think they just like assume we just injury. love, yeah, we just love having sex yeah. with them all the time. Right, right. I, I think you answered your own question. It's a, I got nothing. Right. Uh, but yeah, so yeah. what you're seeing is probably staged. But that being said, is it urine adjust- or is it actual? So if it's being faked, it's urine because that's what comes out of there. But when women oh, really well, if yeah. you're so watching a video oh yeah because someone sells, peeing and say videos. that it's squirting it's all about cash money and the the business however that being said 
um, women do ejaculate and fluid does come out of the urethra and it isn't urine. So in the circumstances, which is not every woman, and even when people do it, it's not every time they have sex, but when that happens, it's the fluid without the uric acid in it, without the urine in it. So it doesn't smell like urine, but it probably looks like that. Right. But it doesn't come out with full force all the time either. A lot of women describe it as like a feeling like flooding, like a little bit of almost like a water break feeling like wow, all of a sudden there was like a warm, small pool of water wherever they, their bodies were in that moment. So, wow. Yeah. Do you get tired of talking about the stuff and no, looking at goofy faces like ours so where we're no, just like, no, wow. I do it all day long. Yeah. It's okay. it. Yeah, it's weird in social situations. Like you've just successfully stumped us. (laughs) We're like so funny and fun. We're we're just like, ugh. You're like squashing our little 13-year-old games that we play with each other. I'm like, I got nothing. But... Well, I like, did you know this that the human body, the clitoris, is the only part of human evolution that is it's a body part that has its only function is it's pleasure. pleasure, right? It's pleasure, and we're not the only ones That's that have genius. sex for pleasure either. I, it's the only that. part of the body of human evolution that does did that. Isn't that great? Well, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's kind of. That's an interesting way of saying it because I've, I've read like clickbait thingies that say that or sound yeah. bites that say that. But a lot of parts of our body provide pleasure for a reason as well. Like our skin protects our bodies, but we can obviously feel pleasure through our skin. Right. And that pleasure derives us to certain behavior. So, <clears throat> right, the clitoris is there for pleasure, which tells us that sexual function and sexual behavior is biologically driven because our bodies are created to experience pleasure based on these things. Right. Okay. Let me ask you this. I am super gay. Okay. Yes. And I know you'd be surprised the way we were talking, but yeah, because really? so so oh. you self-identify as homosexual, but you watch squirting videos. Um, yes, I identify. I do. I believe my <laughs> DNA. I believe the, the, my blood is okay. homosexual, but uh-huh. I live far beyond my blood DNA. Okay, and he's also you've experimented <laughs> with women and. Yes. Like, so, yeah. are you for real? Are you like uh, homoflexible or heteroflexible or like how do you? Uh, nowadays, my I, parents wish he was. <laughs> a lot of parents do. <laughs> um, no, I I stick strictly to guys nowadays. Okay, yeah. Yes. I mean, sexuality. Let's just put this out there: is all on a spectrum. Yes. So it's nobody's black and white. Totally on one end or the no, other. No, yeah, like, so absolutely. That's good. Especially me. Right. But my question is this: I've never been penetrated. I'm a what the gays call a total top. He has okay. a very sensitive asshole. <laughs> That's okay. He does. <laughs> she did. She did Reiki on my asshole once. I mean, oh, it wasn't wow. just about his asshole. I did his whole body, but his asshole in particular. Is, your was, asshole is part of your body. Yes, correct. Right. Right. And but it really stood out to me. Like there was. She <laughs> said there was a lot energy. of tension there. No, it was like sensitive and vulnerable. There was like <laughs> energy around it. So, do you think I have? My question is this. Do Are you I asking have, me about your asshole? Yes. Okay. I'm asking you why. <laughs> Is there a possibility for penetration one Do day? Do you think I have internalized homophobia and that's why I won't? No, allow... that's so shaming for you to for that to even come up. No, but, no, no. Okay. Because uh, well, I, I mean, have zero desire for anything to ever go on my Not people. even a finger. Not even a finger. Right. A tongue? Yeah, that's fine. But oh. you're not. So you're attracted to men. You like topping men. You find men very attractive, but you don't want to be penetrated anally. Never have. Never. I think that's totally cool. Yeah. Okay. There, uh, it, is, so is it's not internalized homophobia. If somebody had internalized homophobia, would that be something they'd experience? Maybe, possibly. But I think it's also totally valid that you don't want to be anally penetrated, but you find men really sexy and you want to do sexual things. with them. So is he just super controlling that he wants to be the one doing it? 
I mean, if somebody doesn't want to be anally penetrated, no matter what their orientation or gender, I think that's fine. This is such good news. Yeah. Everyone's Yay! told me so much. Yay. <laughs> this is great because I've had it so many people like, oh, you have A, internalized homophobia. B, you're just a control freak. You C, you're just too hyper masculine. And like, so what? You just don't want to do it. That's fine. That's what I well, you say. haven't had a psychotherapist tell you until today. Now I have yeah. permission You're just okay. to be me. Right. Yeah. You're okay. Now, if you had a partner that's like, I really want to try yes, that. He did. And you he did. And you wanted to six be more years. flexible. But if this is your Wait, hard six boundary. six years ago or you were together six years? We were together for six years and he wanted to do it for six years and right. I didn't allow it. Well, if there's a sexual difference in any couple, regardless of orientation and gender, and it's something one person really wants and really needs, the other person says, this is my heart boundary. I don't desire it. I don't want that. It's a violation for me. It would not feel good. Then that's probably not a good match. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we didn't last. Yeah. But he's great. He's, he's but still you lasted for six years. Six years. And I still talk to him like too much. Yeah. Sounds like you guys had a good connection, but such, sexually maybe you didn't match up for long term. Yeah, and that's he's, fine. He's, that's a totally fine. he's a soulmate. So as long as we're sharing information, I have something to share. Yeah. Here we go. I too have a vulnerable asshole. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't actually. But anyways, <laughs> what I was going to say was... We have to talk about DP because hundred <laughs> percent. So proud we, of you to said that. I've, we, I've raised you well. <laughs> Listen, here's the deal. I, Which is also director of photography. Yes, right. It yes. can get real messy. Exactly. Yes. That's what I want to talk about. How would you light me here in the studio? Yeah. No, we're referring to double penetration. Hey, Ariel. Hey, Sterling. I have a theory. Oh boy. Everyone loves boobs. Everyone. <laughs> Men, women, gay guys, gay girls. Everyone loves boobs. And I have to say, your boobs are looking exceptional today. Ooh. Well, I'm flattered. I don't know. I actually uh, started using a new bra. Oh, really? Yes. So this company called Third Love, first of all, they have you take a quiz, which honestly, the last time I took a quiz was when I was like in school. So it was fun to take a quiz again. And they ask all these questions. You learn about your your breast size and shape. And I learned I was wearing the wrong size for my breasts, all thanks to this quiz. And they even do half cup sizes, which women out there, they they hear me. Everyone knows you need a good half cup size sometimes. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, put it to the test. And if you don't love it and if your boobs don't love it, you can return it and they will wash it and donate it to women in need, which I think is fantastic. So it never goes oh, to waste. That's amazing. That makes my heart swell. Honestly, I think that you should even try it. I'll try it. I'm down. Order it, try it, I mean, and give it to someone in need. I mean, super lightweight. And is it super thin memory foam cups as well? Yeah, it's like an egg crate for your back, except on your breasts. Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they are offering our listeners 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash spiritual now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash spiritual for 15% off. just learned the term DP in a podcast we did the other day. 
And, You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> for, for you. Okay. And the thing is, the entire conversation, I thought I understood what you were saying. And then we got to dinner afterward talking about it. And it was like something totally different. And oh I was my like, God. oh my God, I didn't know that's what we were talking about. That's like the time you thought I ordered prostitutes to my hotel room. Yeah, because you said, oh, I said, how was your night? And you're like, great. I had a gentleman caller over. Hello. That 100% <laughs> says prostitute to me. She thought, and she was so open to it. She was, was like, like, so how does that work? Do you give the money for, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was a like, gentleman <laughs> caller is just a gentleman that I Look, sounds like call girl, maybe, or call person. That's what so I, I would, yeah. There's so many mix-ups with sexual slang, though, yeah. and what things mean. Like, especially because I work with a lot of young, like, millennial-aged people. Yeah. I hear things that I'm like, excuse me, what? Can you define that? Because even with all my education and my background, there's new terms, and yeah. people use things in flexible ways. So Thank God for Urban Dictionary. So what? Okay, so like I got Google yeah. in so, between clients yeah. all the time. I'm like, yeah. what is this? This, oh this millennial slang is something else. Yeah, I know so, all about it. <laughs> I know you do. You taught me what a dager was—a day drinking experience. Yeah, I, I did you, not know what that. I taught you what the Adele was. Adele. Okay, so now we're back to double turn. Okay. You know what the Adele? Is? Hang on, hang on, hang singer? on, hang on. It's a singer. Well, it's whenever you put your here we go. Uh, index finger in the vagina, the thumb in the lady b-hole, and then you touch the inner wall and you say hello from the other side. And cue, oh, and cue the song. Okay. Hello okay. From the so you're other pinching side. a girl internally. In, internally, yes. Okay. Yes, that's okay. the Adele. Hello Says from the other man. side. But anyways, back to DP. So I thought DP was where like a penis would be in one hole, regardless of which hole, and a finger would be in the other. Our producer is just wiping our, are we, like, is this horrifying? <laughs> just, just she go. was just like, Come oh on. God. Stay on track. We got, we got a lot to cover today. It's hot in here. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot so, to cover. Go. Um, so... And then we get to dinner and all of a sudden Sterling's talking about how, no, it's when you have two penises in one in one hole. And I was like, my eyes bulged out of my head because I was like, okay, first of all, I'm, that would definitely never work in me. And second of all, I cannot, believe, I cannot believe that that's what we were talking about. So can you please clarify? So like when you're talking about porn videos or like slang, oftentimes it could be two penises and one orifice. Um, however, by definition, wait, are there people that can have two penises in there's their people butthole? that can have four penises? If it, you the, can do it, actually, your body do you not watch porn. No, your body, so, so vaginally, vaginally, the vaginas are very stretchy, and usually, anally, people train their bodies to stretch more. So, if you're real motivated, you could do that. <laughs> if real that motivated. is your goal, I like if that's your goal, like if, if something is your goal, you can work towards anything, however. Um, the term double penetration means two. So you could actually, people have used that term with like an oral and a vaginal penetration that could be penis related. It could also be, you know, and that's what I said before we were talking about DPL all day long. Um, so earlier I mentioned that, um, it it's could actually be, right. It's a very heteronormative way to look at DP because that's saying that there's two, uh, it has to be penises and vaginas. And does that mean that lesbians are people that don't identify as Oh, right. So you could have like two dildos. Or male or female. Yeah. Right. You could have two dildos. And I know, I know one girl that has to have right. two. She does one this way and one this way. And that's how she. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, I think the term DP can be flexible based on how you identify and what you're looking at. And if you're talking about wow. DP, you should define it how, it, how it is for you, because you don't want to sell, sell somebody like yeah. DP and then you go into a sexual situation and something you don't expect occurs. So definitely define what you're talking about, because there's you're, a lot of slang out there. Your sexualness, Ariel, sometimes is 
very the it's I, I feel like not hypocritical, but sometimes I'm shocked about how sexual you are, and then sometimes I'm shocked about how you don't know anything. I'm like the most sexual, naive person you'll yeah. ever meet. But you can have a high sex drive and not know like pop culture terms or more extreme things. Yeah, that's because, me. Right, but I'm just like a very sexual yeah. person. So you who, don't like, watch is porn? sheltered. No. And that doesn't mean Show's if you watch over. porn that you don't. <laughs> not everybody I'm likes not porn. against it. I'm not against it. I've just never, to me, if I were to watch porn, it would be because I need or want to be like aroused by something outside of You want of more myself. stimulation. Right. right. So, and for me, that's never been the case. I like how he's so, looking at you with like almost his jaw dropped. Like, what? Well, so why? that's, so I what? never need, like, I'm always either turned on by myself or by the person I'm with. So I just, and if I want something external, then it comes more from like what that person and I are doing, like, uh, you know, toys or whatever. It's not coming from like, hang on a sec, let me turn on the TV and like have mm-hmm. this third person involved. And I'm not saying I wouldn't do it one day. It's just not been something that I it's need not your so drive. far. Right. Yeah. Just like you don't want to be anally penetrated. She doesn't want to watch porn all the time. I'm like, that's porn. That's totally cool. God, I just want you around all the time. She's the perfect <laughs> mediation between She's the two like, of us. Don't fight about it. Yeah. Yeah. She's cool. like, it's, yeah, just accept yourself. Threesomes. Let's talk about this. Okay. I'm fascinated. Oh. Now there's like foursomes, fivesomes, orgies, the whole thing. But remember what I taught oh, there's you? There's always, have, have you not seen Caligula? There's been orgies going tell on her, for Tell her what I taught you. Thousands Which of years. thing? Boo. Cracky. There you go. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't even. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I like how you're hinting with syllables. Well, yeah, because yeah. I had, exactly your, I had no saying. idea, honestly. He's taught me she, so much. She pronounces it boo cocky, but it's boo really cocky. just. It's no, just, there was another word I said funny yesterday that you. I don't know, but she didn't know what boo cocky was. We were actually. Why would I? Well, I know you don't watch porn, but um, we're actually looking for a recipient of boo cocky to come on the show because we want to talk to them. Gosh, I'm trying to. I don't know anyone off the top of my head. However, I could probably stir you in the right direction. Yes, great. Please. Okay. We want to know because uh, you know, off just based on the definition alone, it's it sounds like something. Well, no, it's definitely something I would not enjoy. But we don't want to judge, and so we'd like to have someone come on the oh, show. Yeah, that I mean, actually, I don't it. judge it. Well, enjoyed it or gotten paid for it and tolerated it, which are two different things. I think we should have both. Yeah. So I have a funny. That's like us doing a guest star role we don't like. <laughs> it's like, well, paid the bills. And it was like, okay, right. I'll do it. Um, which you have to remember sometimes in the adult industry, there are oh my gosh. movies made with people that that is their kink and fetish. Like kink.com usually gets people that that is what they're interested in, which makes it authentic. Bukaki? Not Bukaki, oh. the kink. Have you ever gone on kink.com? I don't know what kink uh, is. Kink. Kinky. Ha. Kink. She stumped you. Okay. So um, <laughs> do it tonight. Just look on their website. Is it, but, um, I, there is, was a great documentary that was actually done by James Franco on kink.com, but it's kink and BDSM is a whole Okay. Topic. I know what BDSM right, is. Right. So kink okay. is maybe an all-encompassing term that covers BDSM and a lot of other things that might be con- considered like, like furries. alternative sexuality. That could be a kink. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It could yeah. be a kink. Okay. Um, okay. So then people identify as kink, but let me tell you a funny Bukaki story. Oh, God. Um, Why? We, we Why? love a, we, No. I hate this we, subject. We I just want everyone to know that. Again, I will story. not judge whoever comes on the show, but I am just openly saying I do not enjoy this conversation. No, so, you don't. So this in- might actually okay. enlighten you a little bit yeah. because okay. maybe. She's but, open. Wait, this, is, this story is from maybe 2000. <laughs> 2007. So this is before I was a therapist. I think I was in undergraduate school at the time. Um, and I stayed with a girlfriend. I was like getting out of a relationship, going to crash with a girlfriend as I do this breakup thing and then move on. So I stayed with this friend who was 
a porn star, but she was like this really rad feminist, independent thinking. She produced, she did all these like really cool things. She was like a punk rock chick. You would never know by the assumptions and stereotypes that this girl was a successful porn actress. So I stayed with her and her roommate who was a director and a photographer of mainstream things. And they were just these really cool, funky punk rock girls. And my dad came to visit and he's like, oh, I'll come see you and your Whoa. friends. My dad's from Pennsylvania and he's pretty conservative. Um, and so I was staying with these girls and nothing in their apartment told you that they did porn or anything at all. They were just like, you know, what you would consider like normal chicks. And yeah. I really liked them. But in the bathroom, they displayed the other girl's photography, which she shot a behind, behind the scenes of a Bukaki filming. And Can we give everyone the definition of bukkake now? So I'm less than thrilled about this. I can continue. give it. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, a bukkake is, I would say, probably five or more people um, all coming. Ejaculating. Ejaculating on a person's face who's in the center. Oh my sometimes, God. or just on the person. doesn't have to be facially. It could uh, okay. be, yeah, so sometimes um. it's a lot more than five. So in this case... The behind the scenes photographer, which is this girl who she's like, an, she's still like an art photographer, kind of does like yeah. really interesting artistic edgy things, music videos and mm-hmm. so forth. Um, so she did like all black and white behind the scenes photography. And it was kind of like weird and dark and interesting. The colors were all dark and lots of shadows. And so she had these photos up. They weren't porno photos like where it was like a penis and a face. It was yeah. just like this behind the scenes of these dudes just standing there. And they, most of them were older, overweight guys kind of just waiting their turn. And it, it was a very awkward photo. Right. Um, so these photos were in the bathroom. And then also there were magazines, all the magazines the other girl starred in, like Hustler and stuff, stacked up behind the toilet. And my dad comes in. He's like, can I use the bathroom? And I'm like, yeah, it's right down the hall. And then I'm like, oh, I didn't tell him what these girls did. And, you know, so anyway, we never talked about that. So and he doesn't listen to podcasts, <laughs> so he won't hear this. But my so mom will. Story is Safe. Anyway, so he, okay. and they also had a sign, the behind the scenes sign that the girl took and framed in their bathroom. And it says, thank you for doing this Bukaki film. Just remember that the girl doing this is a person. Please treat her with respect. Um, so when you engage with her, say thank you, make eye contact and treat her, you know, like a goddess. Yeah. So it's interesting because before that, and this is again, before I was in the sexuality field, I thought maybe Bukaki would be something very shaming and degrading to women. Um, but going through school and going through, you know, all the education I had and going through this experience where I saw this sign that the girl had in her bathroom is kind of an I art saw statement. The sign. Right. Saw the bukkake sign. The woman is sometimes, and in this case was treated like, okay, she's the goddess you're worshiping her and you guys are all lucky to be here and just be respectful and kind. And that's the culture on the set. So in this case it was. You know, See? not a shaming. Does that help you out, Ariel? She's a right. goddess. She's a goddess. But that, but Look, it's uh, Shirley knows you know, if you say the word goddess the to me, my eyes are going to twinkle. So yeah. that's he's like bending well, like, on the fact. Well, in that like I, the feminine domination community, that is like another yeah. word adjacent to like mistress, of course, or, right? Of so course. female empowerment. So yeah. So it, you know, everything's about perspective, and that 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 sign in that bathroom really woke me up at that younger age that I was at at the time. Yeah. Um, that you know, it's really about perspective and how people look at it, and it, it, maybe it's not always about shame if somebody's interested in it and they have their own perspectives on it. That is a beautiful, right. I can get behind that. I get behind the perspective. But I don't now know who that actress was in that film. Right, but I think it would be interesting for you guys to explore the psychology behind somebody who's, whether they're getting hired for it or they, they like it, yeah. right? you know, because that could mean a lot of different things That's to why we wanted people. them on the show. That's right. exactly yeah. why, because I wanted so, to open our minds. And- I know, so many <laughs> questions and we have to wrap up soon, but in your book that you wrote, I know yeah. it's a few years ago now, but yeah. uh, Women, the complete, gu- uh, the complete Guide to Sexual Self-Awareness and Intimacy, 
uh, one of the things uh, in the description is it says the new sex Bible for, for women is an all encompassing and fully comprehensive guide for women covering everything from masturbation, oral sex, self-esteem and self-care, sex positions, safety and concerns and sex aids using scientific studies, case studies, et cetera, et cetera. So what I want to talk about, because what we just brought up with Bukaki is the correlation or lack thereof or how important is it? Uh, between the the correlation between sex and self esteem, because so often we talk about sex and we're talking about these things. We're talking about positions. We're talking about different things, sexual orientation. But one thing we don't really talk about is sex and self esteem. So, what has been your experience with that? Well, that could be a whole nother book. So, <laughs> our sexuality is played out in so many different ways: how we see the world, how we interact with people, our orientation, our attractions, what we're driven to in marketing. So, our self esteem, the same thing. It, it plays into everything. So, those two things combined can have a lot of outcomes. If you have difficult times with your self-esteem, you might be um, avoiding sexual situations and dating. If you have a lower self-esteem- Or over- Right, you might be um, hyperactive with sexuality to overcompensate and want validation from it to fit the self-esteem that you don't have. You might pick partners that are unhealthy for you. So working on your self-esteem, having a high self-esteem, high self-efficacy, self-care- goes well with healthy sexuality. Because you're literally like plugging your holes with someone else instead of literally, like or avoiding self-care. It, or avoiding yeah. it altogether. So I think that if you don't feel very good about yourself, it's going to be hard to be comfortable with a partner, whatever context that might be. Um, and you might be engaging in things that aren't really good for you. So it's absolutely highly correlated. And, and what do you find it means like, with someone who distracts themselves with sex, not as to the extent of a sex addict, but you know, in terms of like talking self-esteem, like I know a lot of people, <laughs> no names mentioned, but like who, if they have things to do or like suddenly feel bored or like don't want to do something and procrastinate, like sex is always like a go-to. Right. Well, that. sex makes you feel good. So there's a really fine line between using it as an unhealthy coping mechanism and using it as a form of self-care. If you're not feeling great and you go home and have sex with your partner because it feels good and then you feel better about yourself and you feel better because your body feels good and you've had a sexual release, that's positive. If you're using it as the only way to cope with things, um, like people reach towards drinking or other things like that, that can be unhealthy. So it's really a very fine line and it's a personal subjective experience on how you do that. But the fact is sex feels good. Orgasms feel great. Touching another person and the human connection is good. It releases serotonin and all these other feel good hormones and chemicals in your body and in your mind. So if you're not feeling great and you have sex and you feel better, I think that's awesome. Whether it's sex with one or many people or by yourself, whatever that is for you. Um, I have a job where I get to tell people to masturbate. You know, I encourage that. And I think that's a really cool position to be in because people don't think of masturbation as self-care, but it absolutely is. I think, I think is. we believe that. Yeah. Okay. We, we're, yeah. we're Here on this show, we're big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love masturbation. We're yeah. pro-masturbator. Right. Yeah. So sex with self or others um, can be a really positive thing that makes you feel better about yourself and your life. Absolutely. But if it's used as an unhealthy coping mechanism, if it's a partner that's not healthy for you, or if it's used as the only way you cope with things, every time you have a bad day, you just go have sex compulsively. That's Or like postponing something. Like, oh, I really should be writing the script, but let right, me well, have that's, sex that's instead. That's when it's compulsive and might. Yeah 
yeah. be unhealthy. But we all do that a little bit here and there. But if it's a pattern of behavior that then becomes destructive for you, that's a problem. Right. But I think sex is a coping mechanism, self-care, sex with yourself or others, whatever that might be. is, is And really what's good. like the number one thing you would tell your client or tell someone if they're wanting to work on their self-esteem and kind of like attract partners that are better for themselves. I know obviously it's a process. We look right. self-care as a process, but what where would you start? Right. Well, I mean, taking a personal inventory is a good place to start because then it will help you figure out where to start. So whether that's journaling or going through a personal inventory that's guided or with a therapist to see where you're at. And then you can decide where to go from there. Because the same things that might work for you might not work for you. Because everybody's at a different space. But all of it's really increasing confidence, increasing self-esteem, self-awareness, insight, personal insight. And that all is all related to sexuality and relationships. Um, Feeling good about your body, body positivity. So there's a lot of areas to look at and kind of gauge where am I in this area or that area. Right. And we all have work we could do on ourselves. Oh, yes. Hey, Ariel. Sterling. The cold season's coming. Oy, I know. Yeah. And you're starting a new job as a gigantic TV star, and your hours are going to be crazy. You're going to be working all the time, cold season. What are you going to do to stay healthy? Why are you trying to scare me? I'm just trying to make you realize <laughs> that I you need- might need to take a vitamin. <laughs> I know. Funny enough, I actually just ordered Ritual Multivitamin for women. It covers from vitamin D3 to omega-3, which a lot of people don't actually get the vitamin D they need every day. Well, fun fact there. Mm, I get the vitamin D I need daily. (laughs) I know you do. So now I'll get that too. Are you happy for me? And the cool thing is that it's an easy subscription to start. It's only a dollar a day to have all the essential nutrients your body needs delivered every single month, no strings attached. So you don't even have to get up and go to the store to get this. It can come to your house. Easy peasy, two in the morning. It doesn't make you nauseous. Um, It's all of the wonderful things, gluten-free, allergen-free, sugar-free. You know, it's basically there to make you... Feel, it's, it's a feel-good multivitamin. Oh, that sounds amazing. And you have to remember that better health doesn't happen overnight. So right now, Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during the first three months. So fill the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash spiritual to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash spiritual. Sterling, if you start taking it, do you think you'll grow boobs? I will. It's worth a try. Um, okay, before you go, and this was like the fastest hour I've ever seen. Like, yeah. you're coming back. Begging you to come back because there's so much more. But before you go, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. And okay. You know us a little bit now. You've known us for an hour. Yeah. 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 So you know everything so about you, us. I, <laughs> I know about your I asshole. T- I can- <laughs> That's true. We are so close. <laughs> so close. I could tell. I mean, you're 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 incredibly enlightened and educated in all this, but I can also tell that you have this very sixth sense about people. I know you feel energy. I know you're also probably quite spiritual as well and everything. Um, what I'm getting to is, can you give us a read? Like, do you have anything? Well, for- I'm not psychic. Okay, so- no, 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 not a psychic. <laughs> but like, do you have um, anything for? 
us. Right. Like, well, this wasn't a therapy session, so I'm not like really on like that right now. Sure. And also, you know, um, just from things, we felt like it was there. Right. <laughs> well, things can be therapeutic depending yeah. on perception. Yeah, you've though, released absolutely. two yeah. major issues. From yeah. Day, right. So. Well, it's interesting that um, just the things I've gathered from your behavior and the things that you've talked about, especially with you. Um, that you desire control a lot and that's okay as long as it works for you and you're not doing anything problematic that maybe you've had some questions with self self acceptance. And it sounds like even just hearing the validation from a professional that certain things are okay, probably feel pretty good for you. So kind of like teetering on that self acceptance and knowing that things are okay are probably really beneficial to you. Yes. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say. There. <laughs> okay, I like it. I like it. Wait, is it, is that a problem? Should I work no, on that? No, it's not a problem. I, I would say if, I don't, well, I wouldn't say it's a problem. I would say that continuing on a path of self-acceptance for you is probably a good idea. And looking at things that maybe you shame yourself for a question and finding out, is this really a problem or is this something just to accept? And it's like totally cool. Yeah. So I think that the things that you've mentioned here at this podcast so far are things that are You're fine. not a rapist. Right. I'm, you're not a, <laughs> you're not Sean Connery rapist. Right. Okay, cool. All right. right. No, you're totally not creepy and being a pervert is okay. So okay, I think yeah. that's our takeaways from today. That's a great, great. quote. Great right. quote. But that, but that's it. You know, for I, her? No, you know, it, well, you haven't really disclosed like so much. I mean, <laughs> well, what does that like, say? It sounds like that I'm smart. <laughs> no, it just means that, um, I think the only thing I got from you is that when you want to communicate things, you will, and you're pretty confident in things that you have disclosed that you like to do. You know, you don't need to watch but sometimes maybe you would who knows um and that you're open to learning and exploring more things as they come up and so i hear like an openness in you that's totally. what all i'm getting right now yeah, yeah. a horniness a- and an yeah. openness 100 yeah. yeah no you're you're amazing so wait if uh anyone's listening they want to they want you as their doctor they want right you to, or they want to learn more they want to learn more right. tell so- us how, how do we follow you how do we get to you Tell us everything. Uh, so I am a therapist in private practice in West Hollywood. So if you are local, you can come see me. And that's where my they, office is. Do you is. have Skype patients? Not really. I mean, I usually see, I think the therapeutic relationship is best in person, but I do have therapists that I refer to when people are out of town and they want to Skype. So I have a really wonderful network of sex therapists that I can refer out to if I'm not a good Great. fit for somebody. So definitely contact me and I'll send you along to somebody amazing. Okay. Um, so if you're local, you can always see me in my practice. Otherwise, um, you can engage with me on the social medias, which typically I put like facts and engage with people a little bit just because there's a real lack of information and visibility yeah. out there Absolutely. for people. We believe in talking about sex. Right. Talk about it, post about it, make it visible, educate. So my social medias are all just my name, Dr. Amy Harwick. So it's Dr. A-M-I-E-H-A-R-W-I-C-K. And that's Instagram. I have a Twitter. I don't use it. So don't yeah. bother. Twitter's complicated. I just, you know, it's just not Ugh. my thing. It's just not my thing. Instagram. I like the, I like the Insta. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like a big fan of memes. And there's even a Amazing. meme that uh, somebody's like, hold on, I need to show my therapist this meme. And yeah. I'm like, that is so mean. I'm a huge And my meme clients fan. bring in their social medias and they just hand me their phones. They're like, look, yeah. what does this mean? Yeah. So, you know, that's a big part of our lives. Yeah, you know? it's and, true. And Facebook. And I have a YouTube. Sometimes I do little mental health videos. All under your yeah. name. Dr. All Amy under my name. Very easy. I have a website, but it's not very exciting. It's just like an online business card. So that's about it. And then my book is in every major bookstore. It's the new sex Bible for women. It's on Amazon. So that's a, it's a really pretty, pretty book. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for coming. Um, we're going to be you. so many topics today. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I don't feel and we've like we've only scratched the surface. <laughs> yeah. and this is my lunch break. I definitely didn't realize that I'd be coming here to talk about <laughs> Bukaki. And so I'm like, yeah. I had so much fun. So I'm down to come back anytime. Uh, amazing. Great. Awesome. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah, thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Right, bye. Wow. That was, that was good. She's fun. She's a lot of fun. I was, you did know, I, did I like, 
over. I You love her. I, I can 100% tell you love her. And I can also tell that you're bummed because she says she doesn't hang out with clients. So you can't be I'm not friend. a client. You're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you're like running to her office to lay on her couch. Yeah, You were basically leaving with her to go to her office. She told me every, she gave me permission just to be me and not worry about that I have something wrong with me. She did say there's stuff for you to like work on. Yeah, but she, there's nothing wrong with she you. She said the same thing for you too. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> of course, there's tons for me to work on. I got it loud and clear. <laughs> um, she honestly was so hot though. She was. It was a little distracting. How? How do? Also, she was wearing this gorgeous. Let's just describe her: long black. Well, anyone who you can see her pictures, but she has. Long black hair, red lipstick, this gorgeous, like, I think it was the leopard print scarf that got me turned on. Oh. Because it was, like, leopard print with, like, her red nails and her red lips. Like, I felt like she was going to, like, slowly undo the scarf and yeah. just, like, give it to us. Yeah. <laughs> I I found myself, and again, we know that I am genetically homosexual, but I was attracted to her. Yeah. I could not, and I was just... I don't know. I, for me, thought it was her. Was it distracting for It you? was distracting at first, yes. What was most attractive to you for her? Her bone structure. Really? And the way the That light. is so gay. Okay, the fact that you said her. <laughs> I thought you were going to say boobs, and you said bone structure. No, she just You're had like a sure great gay. bone structure on she her face. She did. She did. People pay money for that. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. They and do. I could tell she hasn't. That's like the way she was born, it looked like. Totally. Um, But I will say, how, like. Was I rude to say, I mean, can guys say a compliment anymore? I mean, as far as like when you, when she walked in the room, I wanted to be like, wow, you're really hot, but I can't say but that. But I told her she was. Oh, you're you think a it's, a, oh, you, so you think it's more appropriate for me to say it, not you. Yes. Well, you know, two things. Number one, I would be curious how many of her clients like either a hit on her or feel like attracted to her. Cause I wonder if they don't say certain things to her cause they're attracted to her. A hundred percent. I would, oh, we need to have her back on and ask her about that. Yeah, I want her back. You really love her. I want to marry her. Let's talk about the me too of this all. So you're saying, is it appropriate for you to say- To compliment a woman physically. Because she was in our office about to record in our studio. Let's identify with people that aren't recording a podcast. Like say they're going in on a job interview and- Or like for you, you're going in on an audition. Yeah, sure. And there's a beautiful casting director. Yeah. And used to, I would be like- I would call, I would say, oh wow, you're gorgeous. I I I love that dress, or I love something, blah blah blah. But right. I literally don't compliment females anymore at all. And do all. you find that you still have that reaction, and that you stop it? Could you not yawn on our <laughs> sorry, podcast? Sorry, I'm so boring. <laughs> God, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't compliment females. News fast. <laughs> compliment females in a unless I'm like unless we're like at a club or like a an event like the Golden Globe shit that we were doing like of course I'm gonna say hey you look beautiful but in the Monday through Friday between 8 and 5 p.m none of that interesting I mean I didn't know LA had 8 to 5 first of all LA starts at 10 a.m anyway but yeah I know what you're saying okay so I would say I would say I've had a lot of guys I've heard this from a lot of guys lately. And the thing is, is like they they'll say like, oh, no, I don't want the me too." kind of like because this door has been opened, they suddenly think that like everything or anything could fall into me too. And my first response would be like, bro, if you're not doing anything wrong, then you shouldn't be afraid of it. But the second thing is, I think that like I think the pendulum is swinging really hard one direction right now. 
as it should, because for so long it's been the other direction. So I think this is a time where it's obviously a time of female empowerment. I think men are a little like walking on eggshells, like, wait, what's appropriate? What's not? I have to retrain myself. Good. And I think it's going to be that way for a minute. And I do think it's good. And I'm not saying good guys don't feel comfortable. I think eventually we have to get to a place. Look, if we actually want 50-50 by 2020, that means we have to support men in the process of supporting us. Like we need men's support in this process. And I think sometimes you know, to, to try and overpower men or exclude them as trying to find power for women, that doesn't work. So as far as like complimenting someone, I think that's a beautiful thing. I think the difference is, hey, wow, you look beautiful. I think that's totally appropriate to be like, wow, your tits look fucking hot in that shirt. No, wildly inappropriate. And there was a time, believe it or not, where a man would say that to someone at a workplace. Or like, for example, I'm an actress. If I'm on set, you have no idea how many actresses would talk, talk, my friends would tell me, oh, yeah, the director said, hey, let's do the scene again and like slap me on my butt or something like you would think that could never happen. That was so common. OK, let me give you a quick scenario and then we got to end the show. But okay. let me give you a scenario really quick. I am a director. I've cast you and you're coming on to do a film. It's a big budget film. You haven't met me yet. First day of the table read, but I want to meet you like 15 minutes first. I invite you to my office at Paramount. You walk in and I say, oh my God, you're so beautiful. Thank you for doing this movie. Because it's all about my looks and not my talent. No, I'm just kidding. No. How does that make you feel? If if we were in your office and he was saying that. Oh my God, you're so beautiful. Thank you for doing my movie. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. I love this character. No, you. so you wouldn't be offended. I wouldn't be offended because, yeah. well, first of all, did you see how I brought it back to the work by saying I love this character? So he's talking about my beauty and I'm saying thank you and bringing it back to the work. Okay. Um, If he had come over to me and like, tried to hug me yeah, or there touch was, there me. was like a handshake. A handshake is fine with me. You're so beautiful. Handshaking. I, I mean, would I appreciate him saying, I think your work is amazing? Yeah, I'd appreciate that. Like to me, I have a pet peeve where people talk about your looks and not your work, but hey, that's a different that's subject. That's what we're talking about here. So well, no, no, no. Cause what you're talking about is the me too. So do I feel there's two different things. Do, does that make me happy that he talks about my looks and not my work? No. But do I feel, do I feel sexually compromised? No, I don't. It, if he had come up to me and said, hey, come to my office. I want to talk to you before the table read. And he immediately comes over and hugs me and sits down. Or or we're sitting down and he goes, God, you have amazing legs. Or something. No. Exactly. No, of but that's not. what I'm saying. Yes. So I think to compliment someone who is doing a project together and we're look, we're in a world. Our world is very visual. So if someone's saying that to me, I'm not offended by that. I'll say thank you. If that were to continue and we didn't jump into the work then I would bring it to the work very quickly. Great. But, so you so know. here it is, guys. What I'm hearing, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but what I think it is, is if you're in a, a, a setting, a workplace setting, I think you can do one genuine, if you're feeling it, yeah. a compliment I 
think that's beautiful. Women want to feel, I, I mean, I don't want to speak for all women, but I'm a woman and I know if someone tells me I look beautiful one day, especially by the way, most days we, I get complimented, I'm feeling like shit. So I think if I walk in and you were to say to me, you look beautiful, I'd be like, oh my God, thank you. I needed to hear that. You know, right. it's keeping it classy and keeping it at that like genuine, wow, you look beautiful where there's no innuendos. Right. There's and no, they're not wanting anything from it. They're not wanting yeah, them. And, 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 you know, to say you're beautiful is very different than like, wow, you're like great cleavage. You know, I mean, it's just very different. Yeah. Okay. Did you get so that, guys? I th- yeah. So, guys, I think don't be afraid to compliment a woman. Keep it classy. Keep it genuine and move on to the goods, which is like, you know, substance. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> great show. Great show. Thank you, Dr. Amy Harwick. We definitely want to have you back. And y'all, we hope that you are just as sexually happy as we are. Yeah, go masturbate, everyone. <laughs> go masturbate. It's healthy. It's uh, it's healthy, and Dr. Harwick says it's uh, good for us. <laughs> uh, anyways, until next time, we love you all. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Spiritualgasm is executive produced by Ariel Kebble, Sterling Jones, and Sim Sarna. Associate producers Daniela Silva. Editors are Josh Windish and Michael Cozio. And music is by Josh Cook and Alicia Eagle. Spiritualgasm is a Cloud 10 production and is powered by Simplecast.